Well, it's really quiet. Like it's like this moment we're having. All right, hello, how are you? Everybody doing well? Doing well? Thank you for glad that you guys are all dressed and at church. You know, and uh, you know, um, they uh, Pastor Jamie and Kim they were doing uh, Terry and Natasha's son what son's wedding, and so they came to me uh, a little while ago and they said, hey, we'd like you to preach and share and. And, uh, and I was like, that's great. I like doing that. And so they said, we would like you, uh, we've got a topic for you and we want you to talk about wisdom. So in my own space in my head, they continued to talk. And so I'm over here in this moment with myself here and I'm like, what in the world is going on right now? Do they know me? I mean, do you really know me? I mean, it's like I'm looking at the, the, the people that I get the, I get to preach with. You know, I mean, I'd probably put Kim at the top there. Jamie's, Jamie's okay. You know, but no, but and then I got Jason. I'm like, you want me to share on something like this? And you got all, you know, I was like, oh Lord. Don't help me, help you, because I, I got simple stuff. I got, you know, uh, just simple things. See, Jamie and Kim said, don't worry, don't worry. We're going to make this really easier. And they said, Charles, if there was a message prepared for you with wisdom, this is it. God, if there's a moment he's given you to uh, to share your your profound wisdom in life, this is it. And I'm like, okay, so it, without let's let's put this up. This is what they gave me. And then it all made sense as reference as a reference for the rest of us. You know what that really means? Don't do this. You know, that's my whole life is don't I leave a long trail of don't do that. Don't do that either. Definitely don't try that. So but no, I mean, uh, you know, sometimes we go to conferences or I don't know if you ever get into this uh, kind of space where. You know, everything that you hear, it's just there's something more that you need. There's there's a, you know, maybe you need to go a little bit deeper. And I can only relate it to like conferences I go to and we'll we'll have the main speaker that come in and they're going to they're going to raise the bar in their teaching. They're going to raise the bar in their in their wisdom and understanding of the scriptures. And I'm sitting, I'm going with this expectation that, man, I need something good from God. Something good. I need, can you give me something good? I'm sure that you got up today and you came to church and you, you walked in the building going, I need something good from God today. Would that be a fair assessment of what you want? Would you need, would you like something good from the Lord? And then you saw me on the stage and already you, you maybe you looked up, you started looking to lunch. Well, maybe next week. Jamie, is Jamie back next week? I don't know, but no, but I sometimes I'll go into the conference and I'll, I'll, and maybe they'll have something good. But I think in my life, sometimes I overcomplicate the things that God wants to do in my life. I want to, I got to have something earth shaking. That's going to move me. That's going to change the way I think. And it's going to rock me out of the, knock me out of that place that I'm in. Maybe my complacency or my doubt or my fears or whatever it is that's going on in my life in the moment. And I need that thing to kind of rock me and shake me out. But today I want to talk to you about simple wisdom, wisdom, even that I can understand. Let me give it to you this way. I'm talking about simple wisdom like, Jesus loves me, this I know, for his Bible tells me. Now, for you younger kids, you're like, what was that? But for us who've been around for a while, you know, you sang that. But I I started singing this in the car earlier in the week as I was preparing for my message. and, And at first, it just felt like ridiculous. 
You know, we come out of that song, I come to worship, I come to, and, and you know, you hear, and here I'm in the car, Jesus loves me, this I know. And I'm just, I'm like, it didn't really fit into what I wanted. But as I started singing over and over again, there's something about it that just like, I don't know whatever spark was left in that song, but it just lit up again in my life. And sometimes we can have good news in our life, really good news. Like that moment that Jesus transformed your life when you said yes to him. And he came in and he windexed your world. He took all of your fear, all those things that you were carrying around. And he, he took them and he took them off of you. And you felt that for the first time, that freedom in your life. But as for some of us, as we've been walking with the Lord for a long time, that moment becomes, you know, like in the, in the, in the rear view mirror of your car, except that's the opposite. It says objects and mirror may be closer than they appear. And this one, it says objects and mirror are far, far away. <laughs> and to get back to that simplicity of that moment, because nothing won me to Jesus. It wasn't some complex idea. It was the simplicity of his love and his mercy that changed my life. Phil Strout says it this way. He says, I like to keep the cookies on the bottom shelf. And what I mean by that is we could come in and we could teach theology. We could, uh, you know, and do uh, some exegesis on the scriptures. You know, we could talk about the not yet here now. Does anybody want to talk about the not yet here? Who knows what the not yet here now means? See, that's what I'm saying. We better keep the cookies on the low shelf. <laughs> Right? But we want to keep the, the good stuff is at the bottom. Jesus doesn't put the, heart, the, the good stuff at the top of the shelf. He keeps it. At, we like to make it more complicated than it is. Because in its complication, sometimes it gives us the very reason to act the way we act. And to do what we do. And so I want to look at, we're going to be in Matthew 11. And we're going to be in verses 25 to 30. And I'm going to read all of them up front. And then, so let's read together. It says, verse 25, At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to the little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you are pleased to do. Verse 27, All things... Have been committed to me by my father. No one knows the son except the father. And no one knows the father except the son. And those whom the son chooses to reveal him. Come to me. Verse 28. All you who are weary and burdened. And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. And learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. Verse 30 sums it all up and says, For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now we could make this scripture, we could put everything up on the top shelf. And for those of you could, you could climb up to the top and get some of the stuff. Well, that, you might do that. But I want to try to keep, talk, teach, and share this set of scriptures in such a simple, simple way. Okay? So I'm going to look at this first. I want to put it in three different buckets. And, and so in verse 25, it talks about be, being a child. So I'm going to call this first bucket ch childlike simplicity. If you want to have a great relationship with God, or if you want to know him in your life, then you have to make this first stop right here. You have to have childlike 
faith, childlike simplicity. It says, again, verse 25, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise. Why would God hide who he is from the wise? Help me out. Remember, there's probably a lot of right answers, but mine is the right one. So don't be upset if I, if I say no. But why would God hide who he is from the wise? They already got it figured out. Sometimes we, I can be that way all the time with God. That's not, that's not for others. That's for me. I live a lot of my life that way. I'm trying to figure out what God's going to do before he does it so I can have that sooner in my life. Right? But he hides who he is from the wise. The people who have this understanding and this self-knowledge and that their opinion matters and God sees things my way. And he hides himself from them. But he wants us to come as a little child. And I want you to be a little child for a moment. I, my daughter's in the room. She's over here. I don't know if she's paying attention to me. She's definitely not paying attention to me. There she is. But she's eight years old. And she's growing up so fast. And we have a moment at night. And, uh, and she'll come get me. And I, I have a long list of things to do in her world at the end of the night. So I have to, I have to tuck her in. I have to say her prayers. We have to... Uh, we have to listen to a song, and then if she really is in good way with me, then I'll, I'll give her a butterfly story on just something I make up on random in her life. But if I don't do those things, she's pretty persistent. Like, she won't go to bed. She will just relentlessly get my attention to come spend time with her, as if, if you don't come do this, I will not fall asleep. How am I going to fall asleep, Dad, if you don't come spend this time? And so she is that way. So, hey, honey, will you come here for a second? Can I get you to can I, come up here for a second? I'm not going to. I'm not going to make you say anything. I promise. No. Can you can you just blow me a kiss? Would that be good? No. Later. Oh, great. Well, I'm not all her whole world now. <laughs> She told me she wanted to come in and listen to me preach today, and so I'm, I'm happy that she's in here with me. But she reminds me of what, how I need to be with God, to have that childlike simplicity in my life. Some of us, we overcomplicate things so much. You, you overcomplicate the things that God's trying to do in your life. I don't, I don't know how we get in that spot. I don't know what brings us to that place. But man, he wants to bring us back to a place where we have childlike faith, this childlike simplicity in my life. And why God, he makes it this way. And he's pleased when we come to him, not in our own goodness, not in our own understanding, not in our own knowledge, not in our own way of doing things. That Those kind of things are good. He's going to hide who he is from us until we get to a place that we can have that childlike faith. I wish there was another way that you could do it. Some of us would like to earn it. Some of us would like to make it about what we know, that God is going to reveal some secret knowledge and understanding to me because I take all this time and I do all these things and, and I have an inside track on what he's going to do when it's just clearly that we have to come with him with childlike faith. The Pharisees, they studied their whole life to, to know who God was and they missed him. He was standing in front of them and they had no idea who he was. 
And sometimes we can be that way. I want you to, I want to give you an image that if we were to come into the presence of God, like if he was in his room and we came into the room, this is how I come into the room a lot. Oh my goodness, you're not going to believe my day. I cannot believe what's going on. Everything in my life, God, is coming apart. Man, I have really, inflation. Oh my gosh, Lord, inflation. What am I going to do? How am I going to make this thing work in my life? And my kids and, and school and, and oh, everything. And we just barge into his presence. We don't even knock. We just kind of come in in the room and we just say what we want. And then we leave the same way we came. Somehow maybe we felt like we're a little bit better. Or we felt a little bit of relief. But imagine just walking into the room and, 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 and treating God and his presence like that. So our first bucket is childlike simplicity. And we have to lower the things that God has down to this, I need you, Lord. Simple wisdom. I need you. I need your love. I need your grace. I need your mercy. I need you. The second bucket I want to look into here is humility. You can be a child, life, childlike attitude. Like sometimes my daughter can give me some attitude, right? Sometimes I can give her some attitude. But if we come to God and we just give him our attitude, like bursting in the room like that, we better have an understanding of who we're standing in front of. That he's the Lord. Look at in verse 25. It says he's the Lord of what? Heaven and earth. He's the Lord over it all. He's the Lord over you, whether you like it or not. He's the Lord over your neighbors. He's the Lord over your job. He's the Lord over all. Now, he lets us work in our life, and he wants us to come to him on his own. And so he he tries to put us in that place where we can understand and do that. But if we're going to be able to walk in a sense of humility that will go with our childlike faith, our childlike faith, where we, where we need to be in that place. But if we're going to have that humility in our life, we have to first learn how to walk in the room. Even if the world's weighing you down, you got to know that he is king of kings and Lord of lords. To walk in the room and to be a father, whew, I need some time with you. He already knew in that moment what was in my heart. He already knows what's going on in your life. But you have to have some humility when you go into his presence. When you sing worship songs, have some humility. Humble yourself and think of the words that you're singing. I mean, we kind of trick you into it. That line, come have your way, come have your way. I got you to sing it like 300 times. You're committed or you shouldn't have sang it. But you sang it, and so you're all in with me now. But to be able to say, God, come have your way. Can he do whatever he wants in your life? Can you, can you humble yourself and be able to say, God, I really don't know what I'm doing. I think I know what I'm doing, but I'm not really sure what I'm doing. This is wisdom for me, wisdom for dummies. Wisdom that, that I, without God, I can't do it. First Peter 5, verse 6. This is my life verse. It's 6 through 11. So maybe on your own time you can read through that. But I, it's one of my favorite scriptures. But First uh, Peter 5, 6 says, 
How does it start? Humble yourself. Before who? God's mighty hand. He's the Lord of heaven and the Lord of earth. All things are his. Humble yourself under his mighty hand that he may what? Lift you. Now put the period there. That's where I want the period. Humble yourself before the Lord that he will lift you up. I would so like it that way. But it's not that way. When will he lift you up? In his time. So the best way to find his time is to come to him with childlike to be childlike in your life, you got to come to him and be childlike. You got to come to him with some humility. And those are for the two important things because if you don't, you're going to be on an endless search for your time. And God isn't going to move when you want him to move. He's going to move when it's good for him to move. Now, sometimes we delay the plans of God in our life. There's things that I could do today that could delay God's plans in my life. I could make a bad decision, and I could lose my job, or something can change. I could get fired, or something like that. Does that mean that God, he still loves me? He still cares about me? He still wants me to follow him? But there are things that I can do in my life that can greatly delay the plans of God and what he has going on in my life. They taught us in VI, which is the vineyard's version of seminary. They said, men can delay God's plans, but you cannot subvert them. God is going to finish what he started in your life. As the old auto fram commercial was, you can pay me now or you can pay me later. (laughs) And pay me now in kingdom currency is coming to him with childlike simplicity. I don't care if you're the CEO of a bank or you wash dishes somewhere, or you're a stay-at-home mom, or you're a student in school, that we all come to the same place, that we have to have this, this, this position of our heart. I don't want to delay his plans in my life. But there are plenty of things that I have delayed by my position. And to keep that simple for us in this way that, that we would want to see God finish what he started. Do you want to see God finish what he started in your life? Let me, let me make it more personal. Do you want to see God finish what he started in your kid's life? I want my daughter to love Jesus. I want her to follow Jesus. I want her to know her whole life that she can trust him, that she can call out to him. That might not mean at times maybe I, I can ignore some of those things in my life. But man, when I think of her life and I think of what I want God to do in her life and Dominic's life and my son Zach's life, I don't mean to leave them out. And, uh, but they, I want to see God finish what he started. And I, it helps put me in a position that I have to be humble with God. I just can't go demand him do those things. You can't go to God and just say, God, this is what I want. I want this. And you have to learn how to come with a humble heart. Now, the third bucket I want to look at in finding this simple wisdom from God, this simple teaching that he gave, is utter dependency. Now, I use the word utter utter because 
just to say we depend on him, you can depend on a lot of things. You depend on your income. You depend on the roof over your head. You depend on your car. You depend on your kids and your family. But utter dependence. And I was thinking about what I could give you in a sense of what is utter dependence. I would put it in a class of its own. And I came up with this. Oxygen. Would you agree that we all need oxygen? In this room, oxygen to us, without it, we are all in trouble. Right? You have an utter dependency that there's oxygen in this room. Now, you can just go ahead and try to hold your breath for a couple of minutes. I mean, you're going to turn a couple of shades of red. You know, and we have some medical people here, so I mean, hopefully. But you know what your body will do? You can hold your breath so long that you will what? Pass out. You know what your body's doing? It's getting you out of the way so it can breathe. Because as soon as you pass out, what's going to happen? You're going to take a breath. You are utterly dependent. Can you look at your relationship with God and truly in, in in the most simplest way that you can boil it down and ask this question to him, am I utterly dependent on you? I appreciate your quick yes. But sometimes my quick yes isn't really where I'm at. You ever take a personality test? And you try to take the test on how you want people to see you? You take the test to get what your, the outcome of the test is? Do you like hanging out with people? Oh, definitely. <laughs> When's the last time I hung out with people? I don't know. If you're in a crowd, do you want to hold the conversation? Or do you let somebody else hold the conversation? Hmm, this is a sales manager position. I like to hold the conversation. <laughs> and you try to tweak the test to get the results you want. We don't get to do that with God. We don't get to tweak the, the, the questions to, to manipulate him into the results that we want. But we have to have this utter dependency in our life that without him, I am lost. Without him, where could I go? We've come to the understanding that we need his grace to have this relationship with God. Jesus is talking about his father giving him everything so that we can have a relationship with him. And you're only going to come to that place to have a relationship with him when you can come as a little child and lay down all of your stuff, walk in humility... And be in a place of utter dependency. We call it the great exchange. You know what the great exchange is? I get to trade all my crap for his goodness. Honey, don't say that. Okay. I get to trade all my crap. Even my good stuff is like dung. But I love to come trade my good stuff in because I like talking about that. I like having a community relationship with God through all the good things in my life. None of us really like to come to God and just talk about the areas that we really need Him. But I get to trade all that stuff for His goodness. 
And how do I do that? I don't do it in my own understanding. I do it with childlike simplicity. God, I give you the things in my life, and I take on your goodness. And he puts it this way in verse 28. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened. And I will give you rest. It doesn't say come to me, those of you who mostly have it together. Doesn't say come to me, those of you who are in an elite class of understanding. It says come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. He puts his good stuff on the bottom shelf. Why we were sinners. Why, Man, I tell you what, if if we could just get that, he loves you. In spite of who you are, in spite of who I am, I carry some of those things and I'm overthinking things and I, 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 I make things way bigger than they need to be. And he's just saying, no, Charles, just come, come, come to me. All who are weary and burdened and I will give you what? Do you need rest in your life? I need rest. I need rest from this world. I need rest from my responsibilities. I need to rest in him to be in his presence to just, you know, you, again, you can you get dressed, you come to church and, and then we find ourselves in the middle of it and we start thinking about lunch and God's presence is here. He's here. He wants to be with you and he wants to spend time with you and we can just rush off. We just had a little bit and that's all we're used to getting is just a little bit. But once we have that little bit, we're full. But he just doesn't put one thing on the bottom shelf where he says, come, come, no, more, yes, more, more, more. You have to worry about it. I got plenty. I got plenty. There's plenty of my presence to go around. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You don't have to be up front. Man, there's, my presence is in the back. My presence is upstairs with the kids. Wherever you're at, there he is. He's got good stuff for you. But if you come in and you feel like you can't give him those things, then you have to come back to step one, being childlike simplicity. Humble yourself, and you'll get to a place of utter dependency. He could put us in this place if he wanted to. He could just put us in that place because he's king of kings and lord of lords, but he doesn't invite us to have a relationship with him that way. I'm going to invite, we're going to, have the band come up. This is not the. This is still part of my message. So that doesn't. You're like, oh my goodness, what are we going to do now? But I'm going to have the band come up, and I want to. I'm going to. We're going to move into the closing because we're going to worship at the end of this, and I want you to be able to worship with a childlike simplicity. I want you to humble yourself. And I want you to find that utter dependence again in your life. That something as so simple as Jesus loves me, this I know, will rock your world again. He will wow you with his goodness. Stand with me.
Yes, Lord. We come to this place, Lord, not on our own merit. I pray that you would just allow everyone in the room to be at peace with you right now, no matter what's going on in their life, no matter what they've done or what they've said. I pray that they could just find a place of peace right now, that they would see that you're that you love them and that you care about them and that you want the best for them that you have things for them, that you're not, that you wouldn't hide yourself from them, Lord. That when, that's why we say, come Holy Spirit. And so, Lord, we pray that you would come in your most amazing way, that you would first reveal the Father to us, that, Lord, you would show yourselves, give us a glimpse of who you are in our life. And, Lord, we humble ourselves. Because there's nothing we can do on our own that will bring us to this place. There's nothing we can say on our own. There's no thought what we could have that would bring us to this place. So we humble ourselves before you. Now, Lord, I pray that you would turn up this utter dependence on you that we could live our life out in a way that would be pleasing to you that we could live our life out in a way that would truly show that we're followers of Christ Mm. come Lord You are so good. Just cast off, cast off of you, your thinking, your sense of your own direction. Just cast it off. Just say, Lord, I, I know nothing. You hold everything. Help me be a little child right now. Have a moment with him. Have a moment. Invite him in. Open my eyes. Say, open my eyes, Lord. Open my eyes. I want to see more of you. I haven't seen enough of you, Lord. I want to see more of you in my life. Don't pass over me. Don't let the plans that you have for me be laid to waste. Lord, I give you permission to raise them again in my life. Give me wisdom on how to proceed. Give me wisdom on what to do. But Lord, it needs to be simple wisdom because I can't do things that are complex. I need to have simple things from you. You are so good. Hmm. feel like it would be helpful if it was a, a great emotion or this overwhelming wave and some of you feel that but you have for some of us we just have to take him at his word and I feel for some you're just you're having a hard time doing that 
You're having a hard time taking God for what he says. And he wants to bring a simpleness to your faith that's going to allow you to break through some of these areas in your life. Now, there may be some in the room you've never given your heart to Jesus, and this is the place you start. You humble yourself. You need him. You don't want to do it without him. I've been walking with the Lord since I was 14 years old, and I am still in the same place that I need him as I was there. I need him. I need his grace. I still need his grace. I still need his mercy. But you got to come, and you got to allow him to work in your life. Quit putting it off. You're waiting to change some of your circumstances before you let God move in your life. And that's coming back to that childlike simplicity. You want to figure the things out before you let God figure them out. You have to let them in right at the beginning here. And so if that's you, and you want to begin that journey with God today, we want to celebrate with you. We do it by saying a three-letter word, yes. We say yes. That yes is our surrender. That yes is still my yes today. You don't just do it in this moment. That yes becomes the journey you begin to walk out in your life. But if that's you and you want to begin and have that relationship with God, pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord, I need you. Forgive me of my sin. Forgive me, Lord, where I've tried to do it on my own. And Lord, I would give me that childlike faith. I humble myself before you. For you're the King of kings and Lord of lords. And who am I, Lord, to tell you what to do? But thank you for your mercy. Thank you that even in, in spite of my own life, Lord, you've shown me mercy. And Lord, I put my utter dependency in you to become a follower of Christ. Thank you, Jesus. If you prayed that prayer with me, I want you to do something very bold in this moment. And let's just raise your hand and just say, I said yes to Jesus as my Lord. And we want to celebrate with you. We truly want to celebrate. We want to ring the bell. We want to let people know, man, that life was changed for Christ tonight, today. So if that's you and you want to give your heart to Christ, just do, just raise your hand where you're at and say, Charles, I'd like to begin this journey with God. And I'd like to say yes to Jesus as my Lord. Is that, is that you, buddy? Go ahead, say it. Say, I say yes to Jesus as my Lord. Amen. You know what the world, the world says, that's too simple. That's too simple. How can you just cast off all of your stuff like that? That's irresponsible. How can you get it? You know, but we have to learn. We will have to live with our decisions in our life. But bringing his mercy and his grace into the room. Money God loves you. His plans for you. Big plans for you. Big plans. Somebody else. You want to begin that relationship with God. You're going to have to take that step of faith. Just raise your hand right where you're at and just say, I say yes to Jesus as my Lord. Don't make it complicated. Keep it easy. Keep it on the bottom shelf. Hmm.
Well, good, man. I'm proud of you. It's a great beginning. It's a great beginning. So we're going to worship a little bit as we close our service. But I want you to come with childlike simplicity, with some humility, and sing with utter dependency. See how I put that in there? Sing. <laughs> we want to hear you sing. We love it when you sing back to us. It's not, we're not here to entertain you. This is your time with God. So sing with that utter dependency. Worship Him with that utter dependency. Let's do that together. <laughs>